it is it's just like how does the city respond to it? how does the government how does the bureaucracy especially when it's convoluted as the japanese government respond to so evangelion yeah it has it has <laughs> elements of, like you ready ben yes I was born ready for psychonauts too because that's how long ago it came out. <laughs> it feels longer. It does feel like a very long time When ago. it came out and now is an eternity, Ben. PlayStation 2, again. Or the original <sighs> platform it was on was... There's, was there's a few throwaway... Ex- original a, Xbox and PlayStation 2. There's a few throwaway lines in the thing about like... Yeah. There's constantly being like, it was just four days ago. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, like when you go to the campfire for the first time and Raz is like, oh my God, I haven't been here in two four, days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's excellent. But the I pause not, is perfect. Anyway. Welcome to No Crisis Yet. Episode to be determined in post. Mm, I don't know. Mm, mm. Uh, smart, smart. I'm John Lynch. I'm Ben Brown. I think today we're going to focus on Psychonauts 2. Yes. The just released Psychonauts 2. And we both bought it. Rare that we have a game, a new game come out in 2021, honestly, and one that is uh, something that we both are into and play through pretty much immediately, which is pretty cool. You give a bit of run up, right? So my, yeah. my background is coming from uh, his 90s stuff. So that's like full throttle. Monkey Island. Monkey Island is less him. That's the, more yes. Ron Gilbert. Ron Gilbert. But yeah, Tim Schafer, uh, what was it? LucasArts writer par excellence. Like he just is involved in all the best adventure games you remember. I, I would say for me, tonally. Except for Indiana Jones. I don't think he did anything on that. But either way. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. But all the, you know, Monkey uh, Island and Sam and Max yeah. and he, he's Tentacle. Luke, he's LucasArts and, alum royalty. Yes. Right? Um, for me, it was those adventure games that, and that markedly, that, that, if you uh, go into my rudest, deepest self, like if you went to my mind, Ben, yeah, yeah. there would be a it land would, would be of a like graphic adventure scum game. I would say Simpsons. I would say looking at the world through a verb, yeah. like a <laughs> verb list, right? Um, and that sense of humor that's like, it's I can't explain it where it's like everything is completely insane but completely straight. Right. It's I, where it's like, no, no, pirates have these three trials. It or, kind of reminds me of like. I don't know. Neil Gaiman's something I kind of tep on, where he's somebody Whoa, who will have... Never. It's weird, and it depends on what <laughs> Neil Gaiman you're talking about, but sure. like there is some stuff of his, like Stardust and, and Ocean at the End of the Lane, where incredibly odd, very weird stuff is happening, but, but it's, it's very matter-of-fact to the people it's and, happening but, to. And it makes sense, and there's people right. that are like, oh, he's And there's a logical consistency to Grim it. Fandango yeah. is probably the best example of, look, here's the press. Yes. There's an agency that needs to get people in the afterlife to where they need to go. Yeah. And you don't you don't question it. No one there thinks it's weird. It just is. It's similar to Beetlejuice in the way that it's just... Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's uh, a Tim living. Burton in general. There's, like, there's, yeah. there's, there's that thread. Psychonauts especially well. has a very uh, Tim Burton adjacent uh, art style. Or, you know, I'd say 90s Nickelodeon... Um, Nicktoons kind of. Uh, I mean, obviously. I would say Aureal Monsters. Aureal Monsters. Aureal like, Monsters is the same thing where it's like, look, we need to scare right. humans. And the we voice have, yeah. uh, stuff. I mean, Zim Invader Zim yep. is the main character, and and they, they bring in Daggett from Angry Beavers as well, right? right. Oh. Yeah. yeah, he. I mean, that that guy. I can't remember his name right now, but the guy who is Raz is in like a jillion uh, yeah, cartoons oh, and video games. He's just been in everything. I like um, Raz. I think yes. he, he. He's a great. Guy. I was worried. I was like, is he gonna forget? Like who this cat? No. Yeah. Raz is. Turns out Tim Schafer is still a very good writer. Like one of the and best. And I will note, he is the sole writer credit on this game. Yeah. And that's what struck me. I Which was like, dang. I want to say I heard at some point during this game's exhaustively long development that Wolpa, Eric Wolpa came in and, and did some more writing. He but did he, writing on the original as well. Yeah. Another um, person who, if you played Portal 2, right. 
Oh, he was on? Yeah. Yeah, Portal 100%. 2. If you played him. Portal yeah. 2, you're like, it's the same thing where it's like, you yes. have to take it all at face value. The situation you're in is completely right. ridiculous. It's not vulgar humor. It is just, it's it's almost like British. But it's still it's adult stuff. humor. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. still very much like, oh my God. Yeah, but it's 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 witty and droll. And I don't know, I don't, maybe, I don't know why the original Ghostbusters also pops up in my brain. Where it's like people dealing with something really outside and crazy good, good place is but, another example yeah. of like look, look here's Actually, the good premise. place is a great model. so all right well, yeah. here's the, should we talk we're getting way off track but yeah. I, I still want to talk so control mm-hmm. control psychonauts good place you have these basically bureaucratic institutions yes that deal with these extraordinary things yeah um psychonauts is a little bit more glamorous because they have the true tales right um i don't know if you've seen his idol animation but he actually pulled yeah, out a true tales um and so it's a little bit more glamorous. But then in reality, guess what? It's just an organization. And by yeah. the way, if you want to talk about overarching themes, because we're both English majors, um, the idea that, hey, maybe our institutions are kind of deeply flawed. And we right. have to deal with that. We can't just... I, I really over. like that the Psychonauts is like kind of, not shady, but like is a little like less glamorous once you get up close to it. Even in the first one. Because I've been playing a little bit of the first uh, one. It's kind of sketchy that the, the summer camp is... The summer camp is for recruiting children. And then but also, also their number one income... Uh, but and also, they point out in the everything, one. even when you go to the shop in the first game, and, and Raz is like, why do I have to pay for this stuff for my training? And they're like, it's a nominal fee. And then in Psychonauts 2, you meet, uh, what's her name, Forsyth. And she's just like, we're broke. We, yeah, we're, we're the, fucking, we don't make money off of Yeah, thing. But then they say, Titanium hey, the summer, isn't useful anywhere else. Yeah, the summer camp is one of our, is the only source of income really right. for us, which is hilarious. It's so funny. Uh, but that's that bureaucratic thing of like, yeah. look, we gotta pay the fucking we gotta, bills. We gotta <laughs> make money for these copiers to get paper and shit. Right. Um, there's a lot of that. There's a yeah. lot of, and that, that humor. And I would say for me, like the Simpsons, for me personally, like, not personally, but it, all right, for the personal part, it shaped me. Hundred percent. Um, I'm of the same age and in, in, in inclination of like that's if you were to look at the bedrock of my humor and Simpsons. scrape away all the Simpsons. all the other stuff on top of it, you would find um, the Simpsons at the bottom, of right? It. Or and, Looney and, Tunes. And you think about the alumni that come out of that. So right. Conan, Parks, like Michael Schur, Michael Dan Gore, yeah. yeah. Um, and you're just like, okay, I get it, right? The yeah. monorail, the monorail episode, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing. There's a ridiculous premise. Yeah. Hey, we're gonna build them on, right? And they just like, yeah, fuck it. There's a musical, whatever. Um, that kind of showmanship energy. And then the, the, I would say the antithesis of the South Park humor, right. which is just fucking I nihilistic. Say, if I was going to classify the, the Schaefer double fine humor, it is much more 90s style than that like end of 90s, 2000s, where everyone was like, you know what? Fuck everything. Alien probes in my ass, dude. Yeah. Whoa. Eminem's the funniest guy ever, et cetera, et cetera. Like the stuff that, the stuff that cropped up at the end of the, ni- the 90s after the 90s were 2PC. And so it yeah, snapped man, that, back. That, that backlash It snapped crazy. back but, hard and that's South But Park. see, LucasArts was, in my opinion, the writing for those games is always above that. Yeah. They said, we're not going to punch under the belt. Like It's, it's just going to be silly more than it'll be. Um, yeah, but also adult, like... Right. Yeah, and get, also metatextual, like, I mean, Monkey Island's it's crazy with this stuff where it literally jokes about you spending money on the game several times. And, and Guy Bush, the main <laughs> character, says never spend one of your dialogue options several times is... What have you learned from this? Never spend sixty dollars on a computer game. Yeah. <laughs> and they're uh, advertising is, their other games in it. You have a fake game over screen in Monkey Island. It's fucking great. It's great. Yeah. Um, the yeah, that's the same thing of like the running gags of like Guybrush. What? Like they yeah. even give his fucking name. Like all that stuff is just so. It's a through line. There's yeah. a through line directly from Monkey Island as we look up at the poster. It, it was right always right to Psychonauts two. The the comparison between Sierra Games and 
LucasArts games. The Sierra games were maybe more mechanically dense or interesting. I never really... For an adventure game? Fuck off. I just like, never really got into those games because they were so, like, literally, they're like blank quest. It's police quest. It's king quest. It's exciting. Like, I, I have were no just, love. I have no nostalgia nor love yeah, for people those Yeah, people argue between those two and which one is better and I'm just like how can you possibly argue <laughs> it's like Super Nintendo and Genesis like yeah Genesis had some stuff but like come on like yeah. come on yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's it's hard anyway yeah. for both of us I think this game is yeah. important just for that is like it's it's the paying off of like these long like it's it's a pedigree it's right, right. and I, sh- I should have done any amount of research here but I think Psychonauts is the first double fine game so Tim Schafer breaks off from LucasArts, forms Double Fine, and I think the first project they make is Psychonauts. Man. I'm pretty sure that's And right. that went through development hell as well. Also, that game, and, and so in a hilarious, so I'll go through the, the brief history of Psychonauts, but the original was supposed to be an Xbox One, original Xbox exclusive. Microsoft was By the way, it. cosmically, that's hilarious. Exactly. Right? That's why it's great that they came back and saved this one. But basically, they they it was like two or three other games that Microsoft was Microsoft Game Studios was making, and they were like, nah, and they, they cut them off. And, and Psychonauts was far enough in development that they were able to sell it to Majestica, which was like this budget third-party uh, developer that does not exist anymore, but they used to make a lot of Game Boy games, and, and like they, I think they had the Nickelodeon license for a long time or whatever, but they were not a big publisher. And so they took this game, and they published it, and it did okay. It was a cult hit, basically. Like It came out on the original Xbox and PC. That's where I played it. And then eventually on the PS2. And I don't think it ever came out on GameCube. But, but you know, Damn, it was... If, if, if there's ever a GameCube game, right, right. this would have been it. Yeah, because this game is very much descended from the N64 platformers, essentially. And um, but I, with, I would say it's wearing the trappings of Right, it. but with the Double Fine uh, humor and art style. Yeah. Which, again, at that point was just Tim Schafer's holdover from LucasArts. So you can definitely see the line... From especially something like Day of the Tentacle to Psychonauts. I was gonna like, say for for me, right? You look at any of the any stills, certain stills of Psychonauts. You yeah. could if you pixelated it yes. and then put it as a backdrop I for like the Day of the Tentacle. Like partially like, waiting for one of the levels to be like a scum game. I was expecting to see either a Monkey Idol. Or, yeah. I mean, they don't own the rights, but like or a Tentacle, like yeah. that level. Disney owns all that shit now, so they can't. Oh, that shit's locked away in a vault. That'll never. Right. That right. will never. See I the think light of so. I think because they started doing remakes of of Monkey. Idol, Island, and those were done through LucasArts when LucasArts still existed. Were, and then yeah. I think Double Fine did get Day of the Tentacle, Full Throttle, and I, Grim so, Fandango. They own those now. Yes. And so the, that's uh, why they were able to do those full remakes of them. And I, those are Double the, Fine games. The Full Throttle remix or remaster is great. Yes. Uh, and I definitely, that was that was under Double Fine for sure. Yeah, the Fend- Grim Fandango one was also. In fact, from what I understand, the premise for Psychonauts was supposed to be a peyote trip from Full Throttle that did not make the final cut. Yeah, so that, that yes, I believe that is the, 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 the apocryphal story of Psychonauts. Sure. Is it, what is, it was a cut idea that, that uh, you would do peyote and Full Throttle and LucasArts was like, oh, no. Yeah, we're not, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, and, and even, you know, so when the original Psychonauts comes out and it is, is a cult hit, I played it when it came out and I remember it being just, just like incredibly creative, incredibly like high product. It was like, you know, what they say now with Ratchet and, and other things like, oh, it's like a Pixar movie come to life. That felt like, Psychonauts felt like the production, the voice work, the writing was up there with a really great Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah, it and yeah, it had this great. really awesome premise of like, what are the levels? Well, they're inside people's heads, so every level can have a completely different milieu. It can have different collectibles. I mean, in, in Psychonauts One, especially, there's like different gameplay in every, in several of them, and stuff like that. And it's just a really awesome premise. And so it was like, okay, it was a cult hit, and then 
enough so that people were clamoring for a sequel for a very long time. And then, you know, what was it? Notch was one of the first people. This the the Minecraft guy was like, I want Psychonauts too. I'll pay for it. And and that was I think it was even before Double Fine uh. kind of redefined the whole Kickstarter thing with Broken Age. Because that was the first game Kickstarter to kind of like... I mean, not the first one. It was FTL and a couple ones before that. But like... Well, the, FTL was reasonable. Double Fine was huge news when they when they went on um, on Kickstarter. That really legitimized that platform for game development. Um, or for financing games and stuff. And and of course, and Tim Schafer was always the first one to say like... Yeah, we can't make Psychonauts 2 with Kickstarter money. It's yeah. not the kind of game we can make with that kind of money. We could make a level of Psychonauts 2 with the money it would take to make Broken Age. Um, and even Broken Age, they had to get funding from outside to finish it and all that other stuff. So, But either way, it, it kept bubbling up again and again. And then eventually, I want to say Double Fine, I don't remember the other companies involved in FIG, but there was this yeah, other crowdfunding right, 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 platform right, right. that was the idea. It was instead of Kickstarter where you just throw some money at something and hope it comes out, uh, FIG was an investment platform. You would invest in the thing and potentially get return on the, the product that was made, it was just you had to donate, or not donate, but you had to put in like thousands of dollars. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, couldn't yeah. be a $10 donation. So they launched Fig with Psychonauts 2. That was the first game that was on Fig. Oh my God, really? And it, it got funded or whatever, and then they started producing it. And, and I think it was even built in when they made it that it would have to get outside funding. This would just get them going. And it was like a proof, like, hey, there's enough interest, yeah. like financially. And, and that game was just so beloved at that point that there was a heart, there was a fan base that wanted it and it was able to kind of get going. And then they started working with Starbreeze, former makers of the Riddick <laughs> the, games. The Riddick games. And uh, um, what else? The Darkness. Other, you know, Riddick's the thing that everybody knows them from. And then some of those people broke off and made machine games, but um, Starbreeze remained as a publisher, and then they got indicted on tax crimes uh, several years into the development of Psychonauts 2, and so they lost their publisher again. And I think they were kind of a ship out to sea at that point. They didn't really... Because Double Fine, in between this, was also doing small projects, like uh, stacking and and uh, Iron Brigade and um, Headlander. I mean, they put out probably Costume a dozen. Was, yeah. yeah. But these little small yeah. kind of XBLA games never were meant to be put on discs, were kind of short little projects. And they were incredibly, I always thought that era of Double Fine super interesting because they were incredibly nimble to just move from game to game. And they never put more than a year into any one of those games. But they're all very slight games. They're all very short and and they have like one, one mechanically yeah. simple. You know, yeah. they they figure out a thing and they then, have one thing, right? So and cost- they always had the like the art and the writing that Double Fine was known for. Um, and then oh, and I guess I should say after Psychonauts, they did Brutal Legend, which was another big AAA style. I'm game. gonna I'm gonna voice this right now. Mm-hmm. So history has it. I thought I was getting an Ocarina of Time. Brutal Legend? Yes. Brutal, I think Brutal Legend? Many people and I was did. like, oh my god, this is Tim Schafer doing Ocarina of Time. <clears throat> no. It was not. Heavy Metal. It was... Yeah. It was... Yeah, Heavy Metal. Uh, it was a MOBA, yeah. basically. It was actually or the game Sacrifice. Yeah. It was the Sacrifice. Sacrifice. Exactly. If you That's exactly right. Deep cut. Yes. But it was their take on it. And I was like, yeah, Tim, you could have just... Yeah. You could have made millions if you had just, I mean... Well, and that's the weirdest thing about that game, because it was marketed. And so that game, like, that was the game after Psychonauts. And so it had some... Tell me if I'm off base. I just I heat. thought it was going to be an action adventure. No, no, like, it was I marketed. Really, and that was another game that they had a publisher. And I maybe it was Majesco, and then Majesco went under. And that was a game that... Oh, no, it was Vivendi. Oh, had God. It. And then Vivendi got split off from Blizzard. Um, and they... 
I think EA picked up that and like three other games, and and they published Brutal Legend. And I wonder if it was EA looking at the game, being like, I don't. How do we market this shit? Like, just say it's I, from the makers of Psychonauts. It's about heavy metal. It's got Jack Black in it. Don't tell them about the RTS. It's got Ozzy Osbourne in it, man. Um, because I, I thought I was getting a fucking action RPG. I bought that game day one and oh. and started playing it. I was like, yeah, double fine, double fine. And then got to the thing. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. And then halfway through the the week when I bought it, I was like, this is wild that they didn't talk about this at all. Yeah. And because um, it's a really weird game. I think it's a neat idea. I don't personally like it that much because I think for me, for an RTS to be enjoyable, I have to be able to have that broad control and that game was all about being on the ground doing the character action fighting and then you fly up and like order units from your and it's all done with radio menus i think that's the the death of it for me is it's just so fiddly Um, i'm not gonna say it was ahead of its time because it's a game that i really fucking like because the universe is so cool yeah it's amazing there's like a fucking wall of speed like there's just so much cool metal shit it's literally i think there's an interview somewhere they're like we just took album art and we're gonna make you get to play the album art and i was like that's amazing and i I booted up earlier this year to play through some of it and still found it not able to beat it because i just the rts part is 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 dull it's not hard it's just it's a lot. Those it's baggage those that I didn't fu- want. Yeah. I wanted a fucking guitar axe yeah. that I was going to cut. And people you get up, very get little of that once it kind of gets into the meat of it. And the story's great. Jack Black's great. The voice acting's great. The Jack world Black was is also super great cool. In He's too. great in Psychonauts too. Yeah, they found an, uh, almost as good a role for him as, as Eddie the Roadie. Um, but so that game was like their other attempt at a big production, a multi-year big game like Psychonauts, and it didn't do very well. And EA was not happy with it, and so they were like, you know what? We're just doing small games. This is how we're going to keep the lights on. We're just going to pivot. We're going to have our Amnesia Fortnite every year, and we're going to think of like six games, and then we're going to just work on them over and over and kind of just keep it going. And so when they announced Psychonauts 2, it was like, this is the next big project. They haven't done a big project since Brutal Legend. And then it ran into all these problems. And so the good news is that those small projects did keep them going. And it kept them viable. It kept them on people's radar. And it made it I so mean, that... I mean, we say this, but like they were purchased by Microsoft, right? So yeah. who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. They're not as bad as EA, no. I guess. And it, as it stands right now, Microsoft seems very intent on getting these developers and just kind of letting them do For their now. thing. For now. For now. For now. Right. Um, and they're on their back foot right now. You know, they're in third place as far as it goes uh, on the console side of things. And, and they've got money to burn because they've got windows perhaps you've heard of it um but microsoft is like financially in a space where they can kind of just cultivate things and and kind because they lost a huge amount of their developers after the xbox 360 um because the xbox 360 was that was a high watermark for them that was the the primary platform for that generation they really fucked up the xbox one that's a whole other conversation that's a whole different thing but either way so yeah so double fine keeps the lights on with all these littler titles and our Working on Psychonauts 2 for probably, I would say, the past six years. I think that's when it starts. Um, and yeah, so then they Starbreeze <laughs> gets arrested. And so then they're like without a publisher. And then I think it was probably two, maybe a year, maybe half a year after that when they were like, got bought by Microsoft. Because Microsoft came out at E3 and was like, we bought Obsidian. We bought Undead Labs. We bought Ninja Theory. We bought Double Fine. We're stocking up, getting ready. And so they took... I think two years, some yeah, it's two years since they've been purchased by Microsoft, and they took that time to basically finish Psychonauts two, and they haven't made anything in those two years outside of Psychonauts. And from what I understand, they were basically looking down the barrel of cutting a huge amount of content to get that game out the door in kind of a half finished format because they didn't have a publisher. And but with yeah. the Microsoft money, they were able to finish it. And I think 
finally getting to the point of point of Psychonauts 2 finally coming out 16 years later, like it really feels, it does not feel like a compromised product. And it's like one of the most surprising things about it is I was coming into this being like, this thing has been in development for such a long time. It started as a fig game and then it went to a European publisher that got indicted on tax crimes. <laughs> and like, how could this turn out smooth? I just didn't see it. And it's a product. It, 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 it's a complete product. I, I won't argue with that. So my, yeah, I can't should feel we do, the Should we do nitpicky parts. stuff now? Or do you want to, yeah. I'll do some nitpicky stuff. Um, I was bummed. I mean, I don't know. I don't think a double fine. You think about the systems and you think about how they tell a story through a level. Yeah. I wouldn't want a 60 hour Psychonauts game. No, right? I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to see at the same time. Yeah. At the same time, I, I, I hit that 20 minute or 20 hour, five minute mark. And yeah. it was like everything I wanted to do pretty much. I didn't a hundred percent the, uh, the mines. Right, I, right. I was just like, uh, the vaults are worth it because you get more story, but yeah. I don't give a fuck about figments. Like, that That shit got under my skin where it was like, this right. feels like Banjo-Kazooie tracking down the fucking musical notes. Right, and that's that's um, the holdover from the, you know, the yeah. N64 era that is still there. Yeah, that, that shit felt dated, right? The idea of going through a mind, like, going back after you yeah. get through. You have so much momentum when you go through it for the first time, and you're like, yeah. oh, do I really want to go and back? And it's like, like, it pulls you around the level in an interesting way to follow the figments and sure. stuff. It's like, when you go back to find the three that you couldn't, that it gets really obnoxious. Yeah, and I was just like, I don't, I got other shit to do, Yeah, right? Um, the Jack Black stuff was weird, right? Mm. So, <laughs> ostensibly, he is... You don't know who he is. Right. Right? Yeah. You just find this brain in the brain frame, and you're like, what the fuck? And it has got a little light of consciousness, and that's it. And I it happens it. to be Jack I, The Black. whole time, I was like, is this fucking Jack Black? Mm-hmm. I was like, is this who Well, I, I knew he is? was in it. because I didn't. He, I had no idea. I want to say the year that um, they bought all those studios at E3, they brought Tim out. Or maybe they called him. And, he, sure. and I, I just assume that him and Jack Black hang out all the time because they seem like buds. But either way, he called Tim and then Tim's like, oh, my friend's here. And Jack Black's playing a character in Psychonauts 2. Yeah. And they didn't say what. Um, so, so here's the thing with that, right? So the actual core thing is, in my head, me being the meta, like, how the fuck did they pull this off? Yeah. And I, it does not bode well for a C, in my opinion. I mean, who knows? Mm. I don't know how tight he is with Jack Black and what the contract looks like. But basically, they said, okay, this character... And his lines exist for this level. Yeah. But outside of it, he is in someone else's body who has a different voice. Who, what, right? who is, but it's Elijah Wood. I know. <laughs> so it's Nick, like, by the it way, goes to a different famous yeah, person. By the way, Nick John Smith? Love. Fucking great fake name. Number one, a great fake <laughs> fucking name. I adore his character design. Nick. With his hilarious head and his beer gut. Nick John Smith. John Smith. And I remember everyone loves him. They're like, Nick John Smith. Everybody loves that guy. Uh, they love that guy. And, and it's like, who's the, who could the mole be? Like, right, that whole gag of, of Nick John Smith. And you're like, well, he's not even psychic. And, yeah. and then... It, they give you that thing of like you go back and you're like, oh my fucking god! Of course he was. Of course, yeah. the mole, right? Yeah. Spoiler. Yeah. Um, He's the former czar of Grulovia, or the exiled czar of Grulovia. I don't, I don't think he ever got to be czar. No, I think he, was he the his prince. dad. Yeah. I'm gonna right. get this off my chest. Keep going. Uh, there's a viewfinder mm-hmm. or the memory with his dad, mm-hmm. whoever the artist is, but he's basically making a fucking kill mark across his neck, yep, and yep. he's pointing, and it. I didn't need a single word of text. Mm-hmm. I was like, got it. Those are fucking great. I love And whoever, the, and also, um, I'm sorry, who's the financial lady? Um, the uh, CFO of Psychonauts. Uh, Forsyth's her last name. Forsyth. Uh, Forsyth. Uh, Hollis. Hollis Forsyth. Hollis Forsyth. When she, like, you see the memory of, like, 
Yeah. Fuck this fucking doctor. Yeah. Who's a piece of shit. Who stole her method. And yeah. he's a racist. Yeah. They have race as a memory connection. Yeah. She's like, mm, like, yeah, it's, uh, all that shit. Those, those, uh, slideshows, oh which are great in the original also, um, in the original, there are more often you don't have context for what they mean until you've beaten the brain. I feel like the, this one, you get some on your first way through that like enrich the first trip through, and then some that are hidden behind an upgrade you can't get to later, and so they can bring in plot elements that you don't know about into sure. the slideshows. Um, but yeah, they're so clever. They're like single frames, and they're just drawn in the perfect way that you get the story with that. They're, they're artists, top roles. notch. It's great, top notch. Um, I'm sorry, back to nitpicks. Yeah. So that the the whole like. Uh, mascot platformer thing i was like to me mm. i i look at this as like tim shaper could have made this a fucking sakabon game and i would have played it right right so for me it's like kind of i want the tim shaper story over whatever the the substrate is in this case it's yeah. a mascot platformer i'm not playing this fucking game because i love the combat i never felt connected to it mm-hmm. in a way that i was like it's control for me control yeah. was like holy shit yes that's a great um, marriage of it feels good right of theme and combat that where they both complement each other yeah i don't and, think in this case. it's like look here's the base level shit you're you're playing through this enemy combat encounter to get to the next story beat yeah. that's how i looked at it and i you know this one um has a, the combat, so playing through some of the first one, the combat in the first one is more, there's a lot more of it. Like just every new area you get to, there's a couple sensors pop out. You yeah, fight yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. This one is much more like arenas and very specific. You know when you see those health items, when you see those health items on the ground. And I do, I do like their, their additions to the, the bestiary or whatever. Instead, there's sensors still, but there's doubts. There's uh, panic attacks. Intrusive and, thought. I think the panic attacks are probably my favorite one just because it's like thematically clever how they use them. Them being too fast for you to deal with and what being overwhelming cool? until you have to time freeze them. The enablers are fucking the enablers are and also di- great. There's dialogue to, yeah. to highlight. Like, yeah, these guys suck. The one that I didn't think worked very well was the bad idea is just because it's like it's a weird environmental puzzle. The guys Don't make to, like, me use clairvoyance to fucking. That was yeah. the only one that I'm like, this yeah. doesn't make sense. Agreed. Uh, or, or I get what you're going for because they all have to represent these psychological ideas. Uh, that one didn't work that well, but I think all the other editions are really good and they make the combat at least. More, more interesting than just a bunch of a bunch of ciphers or uh, sensors running at you, which is a lot of the first game. Um, yeah, but man. nevertheless, it was still like, and the way that even the combat being so spaced out in two, I still was like, ah, more combat. But just let me get back to the puzzles and the platforming and the yeah. And I know that game like that, you need you need the substrate, you need yeah. that core. Like, eh, you got to do this minute, minute, minute. I. I, I don't know. This game probably would not have done as well as a point-and-click adventure. I think that's basically well, done. So, and that was the thing. The first one has maybe a little bit more of it where you literally have like an inventory. You like yeah. pull stuff out and use it. So it has even closer to the uh, LucasArts adventure style. But um, It's funny. Grim Fandango was the one where it's like, yeah, you got to use your controller and you got to go through the inventory. And it, mm. it was like still a point-and-click adventure with like it dressed up to be controller-friendly. Yeah. And then... You get two Psychonauts 1 where it's like, all right, we're just doing mascot platformer, but... Yeah, but it, it's double fine, so it has a layer of adventure game over yes. top of it, but it's primarily a, a platformer. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yep. I'm trying to think. Any, any other major nit- nitpicks? Uh, no. I like I, I When I was getting towards the end of it, I was bummed because I really just liked it so much. But I also thought the story was really well paced. Like, there wasn't any dead air. There wasn't any... Some good twists, yeah, in the, my opinion. And, and going back to the first one and seeing how long that one takes to get going as compared to this one that just, like, goes and... Here, here, here's a backhanded uh, compliment slash nitpick. Mm. Um, I, and I texted you about this. I liked the, the real world... 
I want to see more of the real world. The hugs. I, yeah. I want the Sam and Max. Like, give me the giant world's giant biggest ball of twine. Yeah. Give me the Mount Rushmore where people are bungee jumping out of their noses. The rever- I love the reverse waterfall. Yeah. And- give me that weird Schaefer Americana where the psychonauts are needed and exist. Yeah. As opposed to... Because it doesn't move very far from the first one. The first one takes place at Whispering Rock. Yes. Which is, like, pretty close to sure. the gulch where the mother lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, you're not and, moving very far. Right. Yeah. And and just just practically speaking, from a, like a development standpoint, I get it. You can't put in... But... Yeah. but they, they chose... They, I mean, maybe. But they chose to say, no, no, no. We're, and thematically, I think it maybe works better. They're like, no, no. In a, in a classic version of this game, or like a... I don't know... There's, there's a version of this game where you go on a road trip. So you yeah. go to Seattle, Washington. You go to the Mystery Vortex from Sam and Max, right? Yeah. And you go into someone's mind there. And then you go to a big city and you go into someone's mind there, yeah. right? And you're solving little capers. And that's how it almost felt like that with the casino level. Yeah. It almost did because you go on a mission. You're, you're on like, a mission. Holy shit. Exactly, yeah. Oh, my God. Is this going to be the game? No. Yeah. At that point, it pivots and it says, no, no, we're going to focus on... On this one on, story and it's on the gonna, organization, and it's going to tie into Raz's family history and all this yes. other stuff. And it's what it's much more internal, right? right. It's not about like some. And it big is a dad. lot about legacy and about the generations before <sighs> them it's and a, all that stuff. It's a lot about look. We live in flawed institutions. Yeah. People that found the institution just because they founded it and become something different doesn't mean that you know. There's the legend we tell, right? right. George Washington chopped down that fucking cherry tree, Ben. Yeah, we've got and, true psychic tales with all these different versions of these characters, and then. Right, and then you know, Ford Crawler is like, eh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. look, we had uh, this machine that could change people's brains. We probably shouldn't have used that so much. And we pushed ourselves way further <laughs> yeah. than we should have, right? So you you have this like, I understand why that story is important to tell, but the pulpy side of me is like, yeah. I would have loved to go to like, and I feel like that's where they leave it because they do. Raz is a full on psychonaut. He's going to go out on missions with me and Sasha. Like that, if they make a third one, it could be a globe or another property. Right. And Ru- because, Rhombus of ruin is, it was the in between. Right. And because the, the both games have had this like sixties, James Bond kind of overlay to them, especially with Sasha and Mia and the, and the psychonaut secret agent kind of thing. I could easily see that being the third game. Um, Hope, hoping that it goes, that but way. you know, Right, count our so, chickens. It's been 16 years between these two. Let's not. So again, my my nitpick look too far forward. It's a backhanded nitpick. I like the story that they told. I thought it was like right now in the world. Yeah. It's like, oh my god, we're taking a hard look at institutions. Like, how can we deal with these people that did horrible things? Yeah, I mean, literally. And and this this one is even more about finding empathy for all those people. Uh, the first one definitely has that element where once you go into people's head and learn about them, you you feel I, for them more. But there is a little bit of just like these people are crazy. You're near a mental institution at the lake. Yeah, this and guy like, who thinks he's Napoleon, and and yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Whereas this one has much more of a through line of everybody you you go into their brain, you find out so much more about them and how. And I think it is it, it, there's a lot of empathy for all of those characters, even the baddest of the bad character has some semblance of that. She's not really that bad. I mean, she is. She isn't that bad. Um, Obviously, the the king of Grilovia is the real baddest guy. <laughs> yeah, but it's how people manipulate others, right? So, right. and and they make they they make the point to say, "Hey, she wasn't right. she was pliable because of what we were doing at this part of the camp." Right. Right. Um, we were pushing ourselves and we were into some shit. It's like the equivalent of saying, look, it's like when the Beatles made, they're like, oh, they tried drugs the first time. And like, oh, shit. Oh, drugs, cool. That was they didn't say it explicitly. That was right. what was implied. Was hey, there's a big fucking dome with pillows. On the yeah. End. And it's just like, oh, we used to come in here and fool around. And yeah. <laughs> all that shit. Um, it is it's a hard look at, like, again, the overall theme is, here's the institution. The institution is the mother lobe. They're all buttoned down, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But this shit started 
in this fucking weird commune. Yeah. There's a band. We had a band called The <laughs> Feast, right? Um, I understand why they had to tell that story. Yeah. I pray that we get to see... Like, More. just go on a, just a genuine adventure. Hey, yeah. we're going to this Sam and Max style. Because that is, yeah, Ramasarun, to your point, and it's a very small thing. It's like a two-ish hour, like, VR experience. Um, and I don't, I don't think I ever beat it, but I did play a, uh, an amount of it. And sure. it is very much like... It's VR exclusive, we're, right? We're done. I think it's PSVR. No, I think it's on the other ones. Uh. But you can buy it on Steam, yeah. Um, but it was very much like, here's the end of Psychonauts 1. Raz is an honorary Psychonaut because he saved everybody at camp. We're going on a mission, and then that you fly to the the Ramazarun, which is the Bermuda Triangle in that universe, and you find the head of the Psychonauts, and that's what leads to this whole game. But um, but so you get a little taste of the idea of like getting on a jet and going to a cool like the Rhombus of Ruin is a very. If you told me the Rhombus of Ruin was from Sam and Max, I would believe you immediately. It, <laughs> it was can, just one of the ben, ones, the Telltale ones ben, I didn't play. I can picture the map. I can picture the map in my mind, like the yeah. American map, and I can picture clicking the Rhombus of Ruin and going there. Mm-hmm. Um, the closest one, in my opinion, is Mystery Vortex. Yeah. Um, where you go in and everything's upside down, and there's magnets that do all this shit, yeah, and, yeah. and they go to the, the receptionist, and she's like, I don't know if fucking any of this shit works. I'm just a receptionist, <laughs> yeah. all right? Like, I don't know. Um, by the way, if you want to talk about shape recurring things, mm. Americana tourist traps. Yep. I would say he loves he tourist loves traps. tourist traps. He must have gone on which, some great Route Six road trips when he was a kid or something. That is some Michael Schur esque commitment to a theme. Yep, right. Michael yep. Schur loves the bureaucrat. He exactly. just does. He loves the right um, dark dark rides. Mm-hmm. Whole level. Yeah, that uh, in Sam and Max, there's the Tunnel of Love. We have to find the Mole Man. Yep. Um, there's a whole level. Oh, right. Yeah, there's a whole level in a, like a small world kind of facsimile in this one. In this one, there's yeah, the small world. It's really more of like an expository device to basically explain. Right. Yeah. Um, the the Grilovia. I wanted thing. to be again. I mm. thank God I I don't comment on articles anymore. But the Polygon article is like, <laughs> man, it's the worst level in the game, and and it's it's a complete. Uh, it's I forget what the point was. The point was like uh It's like the trope of the dictator. Oh, the trope like, of the dictator. No, it was more just like, oh, like they're they're rewriting history. I'm like, this is this is how it works. Yeah. <laughs> is that in the in the country this in this guy's mind, he really does believe all that. Yeah. Right? That's the point of yes. it. Grulovia is the greatest. Yeah. And I'm gonna make it great again. Make Grulovia great again. I mean it's not subtle. <laughs> no, it's like pretty clear and like this is literally a dialogue option from Raz where it's like, your dad was a strong man and a fucking yep. dictator. Exactly. Um, and he's like, eh. um, uh, this is also a deep cut. Protagonists being tied up in strings at the end of Monkey Island 2. Oh, right. Guybrush gets captured and you have to spit. There's a puzzle where you have to spit Grog, I think. Yep. Um, and you have to bounce it around the room to blow out a candle. I don't know why these things keep coming up for him. <laughs> yeah. uh, they just do. Uh, it's uh, fascinating. Female interest, uh, love interest for the characters that are way more capable than the main character. And kind like, of bloodthirsty. Marley is that in, in at least in the first Monkey Island. Oh, 100%. Where she doesn't way, give yeah. a shit about what's happening. Yeah, 100% more capable, more intelligent. <laughs> and Lily's similar in this, I would say. Yes. Uh, he just, I don't know. These are the things, right? These are why, here we go. Here's the stretch. It's the same reason I watch anything by David Lynch because I'm like, I want that David Lynch feeling. And in the same way for Schaefer, I'm like, I want that Schaefer feeling. And I feel like, for me, Double Fine, the reason I've gone back to them as a brand that I trust, right, is because they have, no matter what they're doing, it will have some of the Tim Schaefer magic because it's his studio. 
And even though he doesn't work on a lot of those smaller games, you, you play something like Costume Quest or Stacking, and you see that that really great sense of humor. Which, is it like a n- nostalgia thing with childhood? I don't know what it is. There's yeah. something about it where I don't feel guilty playing there, Well, there's it, something but about But it's also childish. Well, there's something about it that's like startlingly uncynical as far as comedy goes. And comedy, I think, especially when you move into the 2000s, the Adult Swim, South Park, whatever era, cynicism becomes hey, man. so much the driving force be- behind comedy. Whereas I feel like Schaefer comes from the air where it's just like it's just funny and goofy and kind of random and and, and um, but they still talk irreverent. about like there's heavy duty but that's, shit and that's in, the thing that's in this game. I think even more impressive about this one is that it is able to have a level that is about going into beer <laughs> to booze bottles for an alcoholic, but we, it right. still manages to be. I don't because it's like I, there's one so that level with Bob is it Bob Zanata, but Bob sure. Zanato, yes, he's the the gardener. he's the plant guy. And he's got a drinking problem, obviously, um, including the plants that keep trying I'm, to give I'm, him You boost. can't see it, but I'm nodding <laughs> yeah. vigorously. And, and so that's like a much heavier thing than anything in the original deals with. Um, the original deals with a lot of phobias and stuff, but it doesn't really deal with like substance abuse or anything like that. And I was like, oh boy, this is this is more that because even the um, the like really trippy acid trip level with the the five. They don't really get into it. They just they say, hey, yeah. they used to come out here and do drugs. Like you can you can look at that and be like, well, this is an acid trip <laughs> because it looks like a Beatles album cover and all this other stuff, but it doesn't have anything, none of the darkness of that or the fallout of it outside of what happens in the story. But so the Bob Zanotto levels, like they are all all the bottles you go into are different like stages of his alcoholism. And the one that got me the most is his wedding. And he's like, he's oh, drunk before the the reception even starts. And like, but you're, you know, jumping through wedding cakes and like starting to notice like, oh, all the trees are bottles. And like, it's just really clever how they take the Psychonauts thing, which is making a level like a literalization of someone's fears or desires or whatever. And, but it makes it tell the story as you go through the level. And are you saying this is the persona of... It's Persona <laughs> owes a lot to Psychonauts. Let's just say that. Because Persona before oh, 3 man. Uh, does not do the, like, oh, the mind is the palace of the mm. person and their problems. Persona 3 is the one that starts that. And that comes three, two, three years after Psychonauts. It was 2008. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, so it's just it's using that framework. And they're so deft at it. And I thought it was even more impressive this time around how many different things they use that for. I think the... The, the ambulance thing in uh, Forsyth's level also like is just a very cryptic thing that pops up a couple of times when you're in an ambulance that she's driving, and then later on you're in one that she's not driving and is driving itself, and it's like it's it's not implicit how exactly that connects. Other than she used to be a doctor, obviously that's part of her level, the hospital casino. <laughs> I didn't I I didn't get the message. So there's two <clears throat> stages that like I I appreciate on the visual level. Mm. I did not get thematically. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it's just because I'm an old man. The hospital one was like, okay, it's not necessarily a reflection of her because... I think it was reflective, it, it was of, reflective of her former of, life as a doctor. Correct. But but the hotel version of it is because Raz does something right, to yes. do that. And that that's, that's, that's different yeah. from... Uh, Bob Zanotto's life. Bob Zanotto's yeah, yeah. Level. Which different. is purely him. Yeah. And, and even in the casino level, uh, there's like attempted social commentary, but they never just say, hey, look, this will... Fu- I mean... Yeah. Depending on how you read I it. I do, I mean... Depending on how you read it, they say, hey, this whole fucking thing is rigged. You shouldn't write... Well, and I love, like, the emergency room. Like, the the, the like the entrance to the hospital has the emergency room, and it just has money signs around yeah. it. I'm like, just, well, that's not that's, subtle, but it's that's very That's on funny. the nose, but the actual, like, yeah. the dialogue... But that doesn't like, have to do with her. That has to yeah, do with and that the kind healthcare of, industry more yeah. than anything. Uh, you learn her story through, the basically, the, the vaults. Yeah. And you're like, okay, got it. She yeah. made this guy go crazy, and that's how she kind of... And, but, like, that's yeah. not the same as... 
I think the Bob Zanotto is a better example for sure. I would agree. And that yeah. those are the stories I figured I was going to get. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would say, what's his name? Full Bear? No. Yeah. Full Bear. Helmet Full Bear. Yeah. Helmet Full Bear is great. He's my... There's no real trauma? Like, there's no... No, I think the trauma is more that he... He felt left behind. Well, as he, as he, he felt left behind because they left him yeah. frozen in that lake and they didn't find his brain or realize they found his brain for like 25 years. Well, Ford knew, but he... Right, yeah, but he was he, crazy he was, from yeah. other stuff, so... Uh, or, or shattered, right? Um, sure. But the that level was one of my favorites just... Like mechanically, because it's like you're gathering all the senses together, and it's it's very funny how they all fucking LSD tabs on yeah. tongues. I love the all the different like here, just step in, and they just eat you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like all those characters are super funny, and and the way that like that one is much more about like rebuilding a consciousness. Like it doesn't really have yes. a trauma. It's more like the building blocks of what you yes. are, and like literalizing that through. Uh, you know, Mr. Touch and Mr. Feel and Audie, Audie the <laughs> the ear and stuff like that is just. But the look of that one is so striking. Fantastic, that it just pulls you it, through. And, it. and so, all right, uh, what's his face? The guy who can speak to animals, who's Dogen's uh, grandfather. Yeah, what starts with a C? I can't remember his name. Um, Copeland. Sure. Yeah. So his level was was from Amnesia Fortnite. Yeah. His level was. I don't know if you know this. Oh, that makes sense because it feels more like because there are levels in the original psychonauts like the the napoleon guy where it's like this whole game is now a turn-based board game yeah and you're gonna still platform around it but to do the thing you have to do this specific game type and that's the only one in psychonauts 2 that has that so i forget where where am amnesia Fortnite, which year it was but basically this person came up with things like look it's a game show where you have to grab the vegetables and put them in yeah. and as soon as i got in the level i was like oh my god that's this fuck that's the concept that's wild I and that know. felt the least like, I just didn't get it. That one was, yeah. Because, like, I think the the anxiety he was having that it was trying to impart was the anxiety performing for his peers who he doesn't feel... It's kind of maybe an imposter syndrome sort of thing, right? Yeah, I mean... The, and, yeah. And, and he doesn't feel like he's worthy of being with these other psychonauts. Even he's though, being judged. Right, literally, right? right? Literally. literally ju- and the judges judged. are literally... And the judges literally... The psychonauts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I did like the motif of that level with the puppet stuff, especially when it came to the end when there was so much vomit because that would have been it was re- memorable. That would have been that really was... that would have been really gross if it wasn't puppet like slime, Nickelodeon yeah. slime vomit. Uh, if they had gone meet the feeble style, yeah. I'd be like, oh, that would well, be too dark. Um, yeah, after the tooth thing at the beginning, I'd be like, all right, <laughs> the tooth stuff get to you? No, it didn't get to yeah, me. It's just, it is it's grotesque, like the way that the platforms are just made out of like jutting teeth and and stuff. I thought it was. A little odd they put it in the content warning because I'm just like I get that people do have dental phobias, but I didn't think a lot of that level. It's was... not like there's a pick drilling. No, no, teeth. it wasn't that like a lot of like oh let's watch dental procedures. No. It was more like there's just teeth everywhere. There was cause... exposed nerves, yeah. which is kind of gross. Yeah, but... which is like a Ren and Stimpy thing though. I don't oh, 100. percent That's exactly what I thought was a yeah. Ren and Stimpy thing. But um, I th- that stuff was kind of it was just a little gross out, which you know again fits with the Nickelodeon thing. So can we say heavy, um, heavy like theme wise, the Zanata level is the heaviest. It's probably the heaviest. Yeah, I think the... Um, yeah, that probably is. It most directly, because it's referencing alcoholism in the level design with the bottles and, and the way he talks about his different stages of, of drinking and all that other stuff. And he talks directly to you about that kind of stuff. And you can even... And, and then, of course, the the vaults uh, fill in that, like, he got fired from the Psychonauts from drinking. And well, yada, I can't yada, fucking yada. fire for drinking and, and letting... I don't know if it was necessarily because he... Flooded the right. Atrium. Yeah. It was unclear if he that was he was responsible for any of that, or right, if right. Yeah. he was fired just because he's a fucking drunk. Like right, yeah, and he couldn't hold together because, and you know, his reason for it is because they forgot about his his husband, and he's stuck in a lake somewhere, yeah. and yeah, it's it's a 
That one, yeah, that one probably is the darkest one. Um, the, the, so the Nona one. Yeah. That's kind of a, not a dud for me, but it was like, I... Is that the one that's all like quilted? Yeah, I loved yeah. it. Visually, beautiful. Remind yeah. me of Yoshi's Island? Yes, yes. <laughs> um, or what's the Car- uh, Kirby yarn Oh, one? yeah, yeah. Kirby epic yarn. Yeah. Never played epic yarn, but I that style. Yeah. Great. And also, it's like the thing of like, look, you can't choose who your grandmother is, right? She yeah. went through all the shit, blah, blah, blah. I get that stuff. But for her, it's like we never... You basically get it through Ford's stuff. And yeah. even then, Ford's stuff is disjointed. Yeah. And, uh, and that, that is a, yeah, because that, that one is also one where the memory vaults are like in the main path because they oh, know yeah. you have to you see got, them or yes, else you you're not going to fill it in. Um, and I did, you know, I got a little lost at the end with who was related to who and what had happened to her and her sister. I will say, so did you go around the Psychonauts HQ after the end of the game? Yes. Yeah. So there's a lot of dialogue with characters. That like there's, I one with, there's one with your sister or yeah. Raz's sister, and they're like, yeah. I don't get it. Can and they're like, they it? literally just put a family tree at yes. the camp, and they're so just you like, like okay, I get it now. Yeah, and even I was like, eh, they could have just done without the sister. They could have just been, yeah. look, this fucking lady is. If yeah. that so, if we're just to slight back to nitpicks, and I don't think it's a huge nitpick, but like there is such a massive cast in this game of new characters. Like you have most of the characters from the first game that Dude, are not. Dude, none campers. of the interns landed with me. But that's the thing. Like yeah. there's six or so interns, and then there's your whole family, which is another dozen, half a dozen people. And then there's Forsyth and all the other founding psychonauts outside of Crawler, and it's just a ton of characters. And I, I, I the interns, I liked, you know, I, I like the design of a lot of them. I like yeah, the, the skateboarder one's really cool. I like the the pirate radio guy who's just in a lawn chair and he's like, yeah. instead of a wheelchair, he has a lawn chair that just has a psycho, psychic bubble underneath it. And that stuff was fine, but yeah, they they kind of get pushed aside so quickly. Like, and it, again, it, it, that might have been a conscious decision. To be like, look, we yeah. already have a million fun characters, and for me, the family stuff is way and hits, that's hits better. It's something also that made me think the game might have been lo- might be longer when I was playing it. I was like, there's so many characters I to dig so. into, and, I and the way so. that you dig into characters in the first one is is just because there's a smaller cast, you get to know all the campers a lot more and. I mean, there's some one-off characters like the Cowboy Kid and stuff in the original that are just there to be characters, and that's about it. But but by the end of it, I was like, oh boy, man, I really do wish I got to go in my mom's head, or 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 you know, some of the other levels I could think of from some of the other characters you don't get to know as well. My favorite Um, lines from the dad is just like, "I was in your head, son, and I know that you were (laughs) questioning the relationship status." And I was like, that that genuinely made me laugh. Um, I love that now the father has to deal with the fact that he's like, yeah, some of the family is psychic, psychic, some aren't, right. And the mother, and he's really it. excited about it, but the mom isn't. And uh, I also like that yeah. this is this is the opposite of nitpick. So nit pluses. <laughs> uh, I love that he's like your mom came around in my train collection. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, well, yes. that elephant sat on it. And Rav's like, we don't have an elephant in the show, Dad. And he's like, that's like, weird. Your mom was the only one that saw it. Yeah, like, like that that dad humor like landed with me. Yeah, hundred percent. I, think I was the, like, hell yeah. The thing I was worried about with his family because I I'd seen. It was a review or something that had screenshots. Okay, Raz's whole family is in this one. I'm like, oh man, that might be because his relationship with them was very fraught, even at the end of the original game. The, the like, final, yeah, uh, the final level. The final is level dad. is what, what he thinks of his right, dad, right? Exactly. The meat everywhere. And, yeah, the meat circus. And, yeah, the and meat all that. circus. And and so, but I was really happy at how much they, you know, the, there's a little friction there. And, and definitely, you're, you're, the big brother. Your older asshole. brother hates you, but like, the, I think because they have so many characters within the family, they can do a lot of different angles as to how they all feel about him running away on the smallest pony. Which they I pay that off. They talk about. It. He's like, yeah, we got him back, but such a good joke. Um, but yeah, so like, I thought the characters were all used well. Yeah. I just wish that because there's like 
more than a dozen new characters in this there, game. I, I was shocked there wasn't an Aquados level. Yeah, that's exactly, uh, yeah. yeah. I think the same I, thing. Yeah, I mean, if you don't count Nona. Right. And you had the flea circus, that wasn't, eh. Right, and that was the thing. Initially, I was like, oh, you're probably not going to do another circus level because that's the end level of the last game. You know, we won't. We, they don't retread the same themes, but then they did the flea circus. I'm like, okay, well, maybe not, I guess. I don't it know. Uh, it was meh. The, yeah. the flea circus, there, there's, it's on a, you know, the... The Ford Crawler one-offs are way better. Yes. Right? So the, the, the end of the apocalyptic germ one is yeah. just like a fever dream. The germ one's great. It's fucking great. Um, the, what's the... The, the, mail, the mail room one is fucking excellent. Yes, yes. Um, um, also, shout-outs to the library level. I really like that one. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> oh, I can't believe I forgot about her. But the She's... book jumping is so was such a cool visual trick. And, and, oh, yeah. Um, Caddy O? No, what's her name? Uh, uh, Cassiopeia. Cassiopeia, Yeah great character that that level is just i want it to be a miniature right i want to have it in my room to be like oh my god look yeah at the fucking, i love the, the 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 boats made out of paper the, the paper pages, yeah the pages for the canyons and stuff and so to nitpick to go back mm. is like look all these levels are you find three things you go to the boss yeah and that, that was definitely that grew where yeah i think by the time i got actually to the library level when it's like okay i have two books and three different branches i'm like okay i will say that one does do like the the one book you go to the teacher edition yeah, yeah, is yeah, yeah. way different than the mystery where you have to find sure. evidence and stuff. Ultimately, yes. But even within the mystery one, it's like, here's three places. Go get a thing from yeah. all three of them. So that, that got a little thin because towards the end, I was like, I just got to power through this fucking thing. I just want to get there. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't. I gave that level... I kind of just rushed through it because I was like, I I chewed the scenery and all the other levels. I did. So that was one thing, I think, comparing it to the first one where you have those levels like the Napoleon one, which have just a completely different yep. form than, than the, like, find these three things, then fight the boss. Which is what a lot of levels in this game are. But also, you think development's like holy shit. Yeah, you got to have a framework, or yeah, else you got to just do it. And, and when you have that, like the freedom of this conceit where you can do anything, you have to constrain it at some point, or else. I I did never not. Finish. I, I fucking hated the platforming in Bob's level mm-hmm. with like the his head going over the water. It looked cool. Oh yeah, but yeah. But I was yeah. like, I don't want to be fucking dependent on this shit. I will say that one was one, like I didn't quite understand why his burps would make the water disappear. That, that was I, like just confusing no, no thematically idea. why no that would idea. work. Like I get like platforming wise why you do it that way. But like that one was one where I was just like, okay, like, I get it, he's drunk, so he's burping. It looked cool. And, you know, it immediately makes me think of Rick and Morty <laughs> with all the just burp talking and shit, which I don't like from Rick and Morty, for the record. Um, it's just something about that show that I find gross, and it's whatever. It's his thing. Yeah. Uh, um, but... Uh, I love the Wind Waker world. Yes. The, that was, and that's in that level where you're going around yeah. the old... I, I like that. It, it, it was it was just a platforming of like got it the head moves the water around but I, yeah. it's it's no different than a moving platform you just reversed it right like I understand it right if there was someone where you had to carry it and like do your own path that that's what I thought different. they were gonna do with it and but you it do is it, you do it once you or do twice. it once yeah. yeah otherwise it's 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 on a path or something so yeah I think some of those levels especially towards the end when you're like okay what are the three things I got to get and but but the other thing that I think helps all the way throughout and same thing with the first one is just you want to see what they're going to do with this conceit yeah. so it'll drive you forward even if the gameplay is like repetitive you're still like well what's the next uh, yarn painting going to go through and like you know they did it a ton in the first one but I still love the like levels folding in on themselves like oh yeah you see a portal and then it pops you out over here um, and it's like uh, I think somebody was saying I remember his podcast that we were saying the map's bad and I'm like you can't make a map of the mental levels it's impossible because they don't make sense like the overworld <laughs> right. you can do a map but like right. you couldn't do a map of the dentist level because it literally goes in on itself so many right. times um, 
say the best, they did the best they could, I suppose. But, but that stuff was still super cool all these years later. I mean, I'm trying to think of any other platformers that really mess with perspective and that. Like the Alice games kind of did. A oh man! Bit. But even going back to the original, the original has so many things where you like open a door and then you turn around, and the level's completely different behind. Oh, like you. hallways stretching out. Yeah, and all yeah. That stuff. All that stuff is super cool. And, yeah, and they did. It did, even though it's been done before and it was done in the original, they did, still did a great what, job. What do you it. make of the main story? I think the main Were story Were you satisfied is, with yeah, it? Yeah, I really liked it. And I think the ending's really solid and I liked a lot of the, the, the individual character stories they told. Um, and it didn't feel... I guess that's the thing. Like As much as I can say I l- wanted to hear from all those characters in full, maybe even to the point where they all get levels, I also think the story they told with like, you know, the first two and then the six Psychonauts is really works for... like. It pulls together really well. Again, I, I think the whole thing is about like, look. Yeah. <laughs> if I had to be, if I had to write a paper for you, I would say, look, we're at a point right now in the world where we're like questioning the the, the organizations that we are a part yeah, of, and, the institutions. Psycho, you know, one of uh, uh, Raz's defining characteristics from the first game and from even before is that he, Linus Zykonos, they're the adventures to him. They're the the comic book heroes that he loves, and so to to both take that. Put a more interesting spin on it and, and maybe a more uh, askance view at them, but also still not be completely cynical about them being like fucking Watchmen or the boys and, or some and shit. And that's where it reminds me of Control. Yeah. It's like, look, you're right. in control. Mistakes were made. <laughs> in control. Well, in control, the whole thing is like, look, we're dealing with this as best as we can. It's right. X-Files, right? Yeah. We're, this is who we got. We got... And look, Trench might have taken us down a bad road there. <laughs> yeah. But... We got to do the job. Someone's got to do it. Yeah. And, and Jesse and, is happy to do it at the end of the game. Right. And it's just yeah. like, look, this is what we got. We got the oldest house. Yeah. Fucking, we got this the vault. This is our problem. Right. We get in this, like, we have to get people from the fucking post office who are just lifers that <laughs> we can count on to do this right. Yeah. And so the conceit is just like, look, this is what we got to do. And either you buy the conceit or you don't, right? You yeah. buy the premise. It's like the, a good joke. You either buy the premise or you're just like, the fuck right. is this? Whatever. Uh, but I think in both Control and Psychonauts cases, the that whole layer of the bureaucracy is so fun to deal with, to either yeah, interact it, it with. Answers, it answers the question: Who right. would be wandering around the lobby of a fuck of the Psychonauts? Of the Psychonauts, it's like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's people floating around right. and, and all that. Um, what what does their does their finances matter? It's like yes, it does. Yeah. This is not <laughs> does. cheap and free. And and you know, I think this is something that didn't come up so much in the original. Uh, Raj just kind of threw his his door on people and jumped in their heads and then this one there's a huge emphasis on or a huge but a, an emphasis on asking for permission Consent. first every single one yeah. and that blew my mind and to the point where the thing he gets in trouble with early on is doing something without someone's consent which is yes. messing with her mental connections and making her love gambling at, at the same right so the first level is is uh inception yeah yeah, yeah. And, and they play it up. They're like, Absolutely, oh, we're going yeah. it, right? It, 100%. Oh, God, it is even with it's the suits. 100, dude, it's 100% Inception. <laughs> that's so um, And that's fine. If only Inception started with Dr. Lobato. <laughs> what a better movie. I like Dr. Lobato. No. He, he reminds me of a character from Clone High or something. Oh, absolutely. Uh, like 100% he's, like oh, megalomaniacal. So a like, Clone High character. Like, what? what? They flipped the bitch. Uh, <laughs> like, when you get, I don't know if you went back into Sasha Nine's office. Yeah, and, he gets, and he's, he's just he's like, escaping. I'm escaping. <laughs> and he just leaves. Yeah. Yeah, he's just out. That's so good. Uh, there's a lot of goofy just like, eh. And I kind of miss the like, hey, I don't know. I, mm. I am more on the side of like, I like when they dig into the trauma. Yeah. Again, the casino level for me was a letdown. Right. And I was like, okay, I get it. Overall, yeah. I get what you're trying to say, blah, blah, blah. Um, Donato was obviously like the heavy hitter. Yeah. I would say that unsent letter one, 
definitely pulled up my heartstrings. Yeah, no, uh, that I was just like, oh my god. Yeah, it's, usually it's like I sent oh, the letter. Right, the Ford one. Yeah, that one is really. Usually good. it's like oh, I sent the letter and I regret it, and yeah. it's like no, no, like I what needed if he, to do something. What if he he didn't even try? Right. What if he never fucking sent it and he didn't? Yeah. Uh, and you're just like oh my and god. And that's an interesting thing that all the psychonauts are paired off with each other. Oh yeah. Oh, the original ones are all in relationships, oh, which yeah. is it, it, it makes it really interesting. So like you see helmets level first, but then you see Bob's, and then you can connect them, and that's really really cool. Yeah, like the, it's kind of a bummer that Bob is such a side character in helmets. Yes, yes. Like he's just one. He's yeah, audio. he's not really in it that. Much. No, but for like, but for Bob's helmets in every single one of them. Yeah, which like that's how, in my opinion, some relationships are. Right, yeah. you're you know you put your person on, on a pedestal. Well, and, and especially because helmet was frozen in like an incandescent bulb of a dying idea, uh, so he had to. He had to remake himself before he could remember all that stuff. He but took I, his sneezing salt, sneezed his brain out, <laughs> sent it to Ford. And did Ford. you get that vault where it shows him doing that? <laughs> no. It's really good. Like, he takes the salt, and then it's just this brain flying out of the ice, <laughs> yeah. and Ford just pointing at it. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. Poor Ford, man. I felt they could have done more with Ford, because he's, he's lived so many lives and right. done so many things, and they kind of did. I think it's because he's focused on so much in the first one that they didn't yeah. want to... That, that was the same for me and Sasha, where they're, like, very side characters in this one, and they're much more primary in the original. I loved... What is Sasha's story? Um, well, he, I can't even remember. So in the first one, you don't really... So you go and train in his brain, and it looks like a Kraftwerk but he, album. But for him, it's, like, all very <laughs> yeah. locked down. But exactly. Like because his, he's His whole thing is telling you, like... See, Rasputin, my brain is super locked down. It's just yeah. this like German expressionist yeah. cube yeah, yeah, in a yeah, void. Yeah. And then when you break it during that training, like stuff pops out like a bedroom and some other, but you never get context for what they mean. Okay. And he doesn't have any vaults as far as I remember. Interesting. So he but, is very locked down. Uh, I'm sorry, his girlfriend. <laughs> but Mia, yeah. Mia's is like super yeah. sad. Oh Her, my God. Hers is like, yeah, the... the, the it's like an orphanage, right? Yeah. Oh and and it's God. the like, uh, the, the isn't it a disco or it's a dance party or something. But it's where you learn. Yeah, but she parties to get away, like to exactly. fucking get away from her horrible. Yes, yeah. When you start finding her vaults, I think that's probably one of the ones where the vaults work the best because the Oleander ones, which are in the first level, since Oleander's the bad guy, you don't know a lot of the context for yeah, 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 what yeah. he's going through. But yeah, the Mia one, I think, is the first one I remember where the vaults completely change the tone of the main world, which is really cool. And I think they do that a ton in, in two. They get that stuff down. Yeah. What a cool game. I'm glad they finally made it. I'm glad after 16 years, they pretty much nailed it. Like I, This I, could have gone off. The, this could have so been, my, my yeah. hope, it was on Steam's, the past week, it's been on Steam's best like, yeah. top sellers. I don't know what that reflects. I think in. Microsoft is pushing it really hard um, because they... As they should. They, they know, they feel like they've gotten a better sense of, because they bought these studios... Not as a joke or as a, just a random smattering of things. I think they, they bought to shore, to shore up their fucking... Well, and their criticism, you know, big criticism against them where Sony had all these amazing first-party developers making Naughty Dog. They got Knit, they got um, uh, Guerrilla Games. They got, you know, this really amazing stable of, like, second-party developers. Now they have Insomniac again. Um, and, and Microsoft had nothing. They had lost Bungie. They had lost... Uh, uh, Epic to do Gears, Gears, you know, they had to bring their own internal stuff. So they were just continuing Xbox franchises that had already kind of burned out. And so when they announced that slate, when they're like Undead Labs, Ninja Theory, Obsidian, uh, these are all studios that make specific types of games and they want to, you know, the fact that they're, you know, I don't, I'm not the world's biggest State of Decay fan, but to put Microsoft money behind a game like that is really cool to me because it's such a systems... I- 
yeah. heavy game, such a kind of an esoteric type of game. Uh, it's not a they're big, bringing, they're it's back, not a Call of Duty. They're, they're bringing back Age of Empires. Like think, yeah, well, but Empires like the too. the ultra, like uh, what what does Sony do when they get their big open world zombie game? They make an open world game. They make Days Gone. Sure, nobody cares. Big deal. Big whoop. Um, it's probably also because they have another zombie franchise that is much more critically acclaimed. But either way, the, I, but what Microsoft is doing with focusing on these kind of more interesting developers, I think, could be a really big uh, boon for them. I don't know if it's going to make any of those games giant Horizon or Spider-Man or Last of Us-style hits. But if they get enough like solid games within that catalog, that could do a lot for them. And because they have the Game Pass thing where they can so just So like, that was going to be my thing. I was like, look, they have Games Pass. They just got to fill it out. Yeah. Right? It's Netflix. They just got to fucking pump out. Exactly. And, and, that, and now that with the Bethesda thing, that was the final like capstone where they're like, oh, we own all this other shit now. I kind of hate it, Ben. Yeah. I, I don't know what's worse. Like, Double Fine struggling to pay the, to keep the lights on or I, I, them getting rolled into this shit. And like, I hope that they don't pull a bullfrog and, and right yeah like i hope put they a bullet in make them make a halo or something but it, it's you know i would still play a double fine halo i though. never want to trust executives on anything because they're the executive but phil spencer seems like he really likes games and he's excited about these games in a way that i wouldn't have said about well any other microsoft executive they've ever had before um and uh, it's something that Sony doesn't have either. Sony just has like their laurels to rest on and be like, we they, have Naughty Dog. I, I would say, <laughs> we I have would say a bit more prestige. Yes. The viewer, to me, the viewer's choice is Obsidian. Like the cult hits, right? Yeah. Obsidian, Double Fine. Uh, obviously, Bethesda's in their own stratosphere. Yeah, yeah. But, and then for Sony, it's like, motherfucker, we have... And I will say... A big you know, God of War. To walk back my statement, like... They don't have, you know, Microsoft doesn't have the number, but if they have Elder Scrolls and Fallout, those are two titanically large franchises. <laughs> Even if we have uh, opinions yeah. on latter Fallouts and whatever, but like Elder Scrolls, like they are releasing a 10th anniversary copy of Skyrim this year. Like that, that series is so beloved. And it's wild to me thinking of Morrowind and stuff like that, that those were such PC RPGs that it is at the point where that game is, I think, in the weight class of like a Zelda or like a big, huge, like when that game comes out, when Elder Scrolls Six, whenever it comes out, that's gonna be. Huge. Did you did you see any of the Starfield stuff? Yeah, and Starfield. Uh, looks they huge. have Emil Paglomaro. I can't say the name. <laughs> yeah, Emil Paglomaro or whatever. Right, uh, doing the voiceover, and I'm like, man, I hope he actually is the designer because every quest he's touched is yeah. great. Yeah. And, uh, and that one is like a cool wait and see. I don't think that's like a. Massive, what do you think that thing's gonna be? What do you think that fucking thing's gonna be? They showed a ship on a planet. It looks fairly realistic in the type of space stuff. It's not gonna be No Man's Sky where you just fucking pop. I don't know honestly uh, if there's gonna be aliens or what, but mm. I'm curious to see it. Uh, you know, I've, I think my opinion on Bethesda games has softened somewhat in oh, their BGS Bethesda Game Studios games. Since, yeah, sure. Since Fallout 4, which I was just like, I think they're lagging behind. And I, you know, I think the comparison for me is the the Witcher 3, just like kind of... Oh, Ubisoft does a way better Witcher 3. Well, but like, <laughs> they, but the, they, the... And I would have said like, oh, CD Projekt is like taking what they did in Rome, But uh, I can't no, say that. No, they're coming up with an expansion, Ben. They're going to pull it out of the fire. Can't quite say that for Cyberpunk. Uh, they're going to pull Cyberpunk out of the fire with this expansion. We have we have many opinions on, but I can't say is like an overall amazingly great game. Um, but like Fallout 4 was enough of a like tempering of my expectations to the point where now Starfield, I'm not sure what to expect from it. And Elder Scrolls 6, like it has been so long since Skyrim. I have no idea either what to expect from that. But You got to remember that they went off and did Fallout 3. Yeah. And they came back to 
Elder Scrolls, and they're like, we got a bunch of new tricks. Yep. People can get beheaded, motherfucker. Yeah. It's like, whoa, what? Sick finishing moves, bro. Yeah, um, and, and they they were better for it, in my opinion. Yeah. I think Skyrim, I think Skyrim Oblivion, I, I just didn't connect with on a the yes. level that I was like, I guess I'll just watch. I agree. I have some great memories of Oblivion and mods and all that other stuff, but it yeah. is more my, you know, putting aside the first two ones that I've barely ever played, uh, you know, Morrowind's the one that is looms largest in my brain because it was the, the first oh, time I played a game of theirs 100%. like that and was yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. you can move everything on the tables. Yes. Like all this shit that was like first time for that game. Um, for me, it's Morrowind. And Skyrim's the much more polished version of that. And it See, has a more it? interesting... It, because the thing with Oblivion that's so... Uh, not bad, but the thing that maybe made it a little less exciting and certainly less memorable is that it's just very Gen- straight Dude, it's Arthurian generic as fantasy. fuck. It's yeah. terrible. Whereas I think, you know, obviously I think Game of Thrones influenced every piece of fantasy media. Sure. And it certainly did Skyrim. Um, but it was for the better. It, I'm, it I'm, felt more... <laughs> Like a more interesting world. To and now, in, theor- in theory, they have even less uh, incentive to, to rush or push anything because right. they got fucking Microsoft money. So right. they can do whatever the fuck they want. They can release another version of Skyrim and before that, they release... that is a game like a Rockstar game, like a GTA or... Right, whenever they release it, it will be a huge, huge deal. Um, and, I'm, yeah, I'm interested to see if that pays off for the $7.4 billion <laughs> they spent on them. But but if the side effect, too, is that we get stuff like Psychonauts 2 and... and whatever uh, Ninja Theory does next, whatever Undead Labs does next, hmm. whatever um, Obsidian. I think Obsidian's the other one I'm most excited about. Just are you, because... Ben, are you excited about the Saints Row reboot? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I liked, I liked where they were with 4. I don't need them to reboot it. But I said, Ben, are you excited for the Saints Row? <laughs> yeah, I love it. The Embracer group. Ben, all the gangs, all the gangs it. wear the same color shirt. That's right. That's how you know they're the in a purple. Game. They, well, they literally said, hey, GTA 2, the got it. Best thing about uh, Saints Row when they finally realized, like, being... Oh, we're just fucking being, garbage. Well, we're was, just schlock. The first two were like, we are parodies of GTA. And somebody's like, GTA was already a parody. Like, yeah. you, what are you doing? No, and then do. there was like, what if it was insane? And it's like, yes, that, yeah, you keep going it. with that. Got it. Make four, like, the biggest, longest Matrix joke you can possibly make. Yeah, fuck it. And you can bang every fucking f- team member with just a button press. It's yeah, great. man. <laughs> None of this Bioware horse yeah. shit. Well, and then four ends with them like traveling through time. I'm like, that would be a great place to pick up, but I guess they're not going to no. do that. So, all right. I think we should call it there, Ben. We've talked enough about Psychonauts and a yes. bunch of other shit. And, and Microsoft's potential catalog going forward. Um, I'm sorry. Microsoft's Psychonauts. That's too. Microsoft's Psychonauts. My bad. Phil Spencer's Tim Schafer's. Phil Spencer's Tim Schafer's presents. <laughs> well, fucking, that's what like too. when. Um, uh, Spider-Man is not Spider-Man. It is Marvel's Spider-Man. And I hate that. Um, and then it was Marvel's Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Was the Venom movie Sony? Yes. It was. Yes. Venom. So Sony still owns most of the characters for film rights, but they share them with Disney. Uh, but they can also make their own shit. It's very confusing. I'm over it. All right, Ben, take us out. All right. We're out of here. All right.